Catholic Radio. From St. Pete to Brandon, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning. It's AM Tampa. Well, not such a good morning, unfortunately. AM Tampa Bay with Jack and Katie and James and unfortunately Ian. And that is going to be the thrust of our conversation here this morning. Although we do have some other things along the way, but it is now, um, it has become a hurricane, right? Yeah, as of the 5 a.m. advisory just released uh, by the National uh, Hurricane Center. And they're talking about it becoming a 2 or a 3 by the time it gets up here off the uh, coast here next to St. Pete and Tampa. Yeah, it all goes by the, the, the warmth of the Gulf, which is very warm currently, so that's going to feed into yeah. it. Earlier predictions were saying a Category 4 even. That would be possible, but it's a better chance that it'll be a 2 or even more probably a 3. Now, 2 is winds of 95 to 110 miles an hour, and a 3 is 110 to 130 miles an hour, so... Right. Those are some pretty heavy winds, as you might imagine, and that's what we're going to be faced with uh, here offshore, probably on, well, I'm guessing about Wednesday. Uh, school has been called off, as you might expect. Hillsboro today through Thursday, schools are going to be shut down. Pinellas and Pasco at least Tuesday and Wednesday, as it stands right now. And USF has canceled all classes from now through Thursday. So we are definitely getting rid of it, ready for it, getting ready for it. But um, this is going to be another nasty one. I've always said we're impervious to these storms. And unfortunately, a couple of times I've been proved wrong on that, and this is going to be one of them. But... um, if you have some thoughts on the hurricane, on Ian, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. Please do at 800-969-9352. If you have any comments on what you expect or how you're getting ready or anything like that, um, or you can text us at 82945 and begin your text with a call letters WFLA and the... Um, we want to hear from you. The other way is on our app. If you have your iHeart app in our station there, and uh, James, explain it again. Yeah, so if you have the free iHeart Radio app, you could listen to News Radio WFLA wherever you are on your phone, and you could also leave us uh, kind of like a voicemail, a voice message, yeah. up to 30 seconds long. And it's a very good message. I mean, it's crystal clear. Yeah, so just tap the microphone when you're streaming News Radio WFLA, and you'll be able to see that message screen and hit record. Yeah, Sandra Kubler uh, was listening on the app up in North Carolina, and we hear from people from time to time who are listening to AM Tampa Bay all over the country. I know I've got a regular listener up in Minnesota, Phil, and um, we've got one in Boston, and we've even got them, I remember at Disney one time, a couple of British guys saw me, and I don't know how they recognized me, but they came over and said, you're Jack Harris, aren't you? 
Yeah, I said, we listen to you every morning over in London. <laughs> I said, well, actually, they listen in the afternoon <laughs> to our morning show for the next day. Is that right? Well, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. They don't listen in the morning because we aren't on in the morning over there. But, um, again, if you want to make some comments or talk about past hurricane experiences here in the Bay Area, give us a call at 800-969-9352. Yeah, I'm curious about the people that live on the coast, Jack, uh, if they are planning on evacuating or, or how they plan to ride out the storm. Yeah, they will, uh, if it looks like it's going to be bad here, they will call for an evacuation. And if they do, you certainly want to obey it and oh, yeah. evacuate. You don't want to stay back for sure. Uh, right now, let's check in with John Thomas and our at least so far dry traffic. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time. Providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 15 minutes after 5, it's Chris Trickman, our newsman, right in here from the newsroom. And what's happening this morning, Chris? Good morning, Jack. Nothing better than starting off the week. Not particularly a good morning. Yeah. (laughs) Looking at a bad week. Yeah, we're looking at a good old-fashioned hurricane on a Monday morning. Yep, Hurricane Ian formed in the last 15 minutes or so. It is still south of Cuba, and it's making its way northwest at 14 miles per hour. This is a Category 1 storm, and it has top sustained winds of 75 miles per hour. It is expected to take a turn towards the north, pass over the western tip of Cuba, and then go into the Gulf. When that happens, uh, it will intensify. Forecasters say that it could get up to a Category 4 in the open water. But hopefully by the time it reaches the Tampa Bay area, it'll be um, more like a Category 3 and be west of our coastline. Now, here's the thing, though. We're still in the cone of uncertainty, which means that uh, we could still take a direct hit from this storm, depending upon where it goes. Yeah, uh, and the other thing is, too, the upper right-hand quadrant of the storm is the most powerful part of it, and we're in all probability going to get nailed with that. That's right, and that could create flooding, heavy rains, and lots of problems throughout the Bay Area. You know, the thing to watch with this storm is how fast it moves. If it moves slowly, the stronger it will get. The faster it goes, the better chance it'll blow by us and won't become as become as intense so right now they're looking at possible landfall uh, in the big bend area but you know at this point it's just too early to know and i can tell you jack after what happened with hurricane matthew which was another gulf storm i don't know if you remember but that storm was heading up to the panhandle sort of plodding along and they were expecting it to hit at a uh, maybe a category one or category two strength and then it suddenly was Category 3, and the next thing you know, it hit the coast at Category 5. Oh, yeah. That you know? was a horrific one. And, I mean, even now, we've uh, driven through the Panhandle a couple of times, but yeah. um, from Pensacola over, and trees gone. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable the destruction that that one did up there. So I, I would say that 
watching these forecasts, you have to just be aware that they're just forecasts, and it's really not clear exactly what these storms will do. It's not like the forecasters aren't doing the best they can. Yeah. But we've seen in recent years, uh, you know, going back to 2017, nobody expected Hurricane Irma to be this monster storm that would go all the way from Africa into Florida, all the way up the state, and wreck multiple cities in the state in in a single hit. And uh, Hurricane Maria was another example of a surprise that, you know, shocked Puerto Rico with a Category 4 direct hit. So we just have to be prepared for these things, and and we have to be aware that, uh, you know, we're in a danger zone right now. And like you said, we're in the northeast quadrant based on these models. And that means yeah. we're going to get uh, some pretty intense uh, weather effects from uh, from Ian. We get the toughest part of it. So school districts are taking precautions. We have Hillsborough County closing schools through Thursday because of the storm. And one of the reasons for that, Jack, is they have so many of the schools being used as shelters. Yeah. You know, you want to check with your local area to see exactly where the shelters are for your location. But it, chances are it could be a school. And so they have to get prepared as uh, the storm gets closer. Pinellas yeah, County. They're going to be closed Monday through Thursday, I think. That's right, Monday through Thursday. And in Pinellas, schools will be open today, but they do have three schools that are going to be let out early at 1230. That includes Dunedin Highland Middle, Johns Hopkins Middle, and Palm Harbor University High School. And then in Pinellas, all the schools will be closed on tomorrow and Wednesday. Pasco is going to close their schools tomorrow and Wednesday. USF is closed today through Thursday. Yeah, they're going by the Hillsborough schedule. Yeah, and some of the outlying counties, so you know Polk and whatnot, taking more of a wait and see approach. But you can probably expect Polk County schools to start closing as early as tomorrow. We'll wait and see what they uh, what they decide. Yeah, definitely so. So obviously that's something to be paying attention to, and we'll be covering it throughout the day here on News Radio WFLA. So the Bucks, Jack. Uh, had us uh, biting our nails and on the edge of our seat. Oh boy, what a finish! And then, <laughs> and then we all just fell off our seat at the end. That was horrible. Yeah, fourteen to twelve, the Packers beat the Bucks at Raymond James Stadium. Now, here's the thing: I mean, Aaron Rodgers just shredded the Bucks defense at the beginning of the game. Scored, yeah, they scored two quick touchdowns, and then they did nothing for the rest of the game. But here's the problem. So did the Bucks. We didn't do anything. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the Bucks had a great drive at the end. And honestly, Jack, I think we would have tied the game had we not had the penalty on that first two-point conversion. They were going yeah. to run it up the middle. It looks like they had fooled the, the Packers. They were a little more spread out. They had the penalty, and then you know they just couldn't get the second opportunity to, I know. to complete game the pass. So close. This is all with 14 seconds to go in the game. Yeah. And needing to get two points to tie it, to take it into OT. Yep. And didn't quite get there. So the Bucks have the uh, distinction of uh, not scoring touchdowns in the first half. And I think that, you know, those are some of the questions they're going to be addressing this week as they take a look at what's really been a much different offense this season than last year, where, you know, they were one of the top scoring teams in the NFL. Yeah. And Tom Brady had one of his best seasons statistically. And they need to work on protecting Brady. Yeah. They're not doing a real good job of that. Yeah. So they're 2-1, and and now they got the Kansas City Chiefs, which is never an easy task. That's the team they faced in the Super Bowl the year that they won it with Tom Brady. So that'll be an interesting game. And then, Jack, you go and take a look at the Rays, and they're still uh, the number two spot in the wild card. So things are looking good, although they had a pretty rough weekend. 
Yeah, they uh, were beaten two out of three by the Jays and are now two games behind the Jays. Uh, and the worst part about their position now is they'll have to play all their games in a wild card on the road. That's right, and that's where it's not good. That's where things get tough uh, when you get into the playoffs. But you know, at least they're still there. Remember, we were talking a couple of months ago, wondering whether they would even make the playoffs. They had oh, a losing I know. streak, and you know, lots of issues. And then they had the winning streak, and now they're in pretty good playoff position. But like you said, they they still got to try and catch the uh, Blue Jays to get that that first seed. Yeah, and, you know, have a better shot at at home, you know, some home games. Yeah, you know, here we at got the drop. Nine games to go in the regular season before the playoffs begin. That's right. So if you're uh, getting ready for the Hurricane Jack, try and do it today because uh, things are going to get really busy once the uh, storm gets closer, and then all the uh, closures start and everything else. And then when stuff is completely run out, that's the other issue too. You yeah, know, we try and find stuff the weekend, still there, so we are ready. All right. Well, I'll head over to your house then. Okay. (laughs) Chris will have more coming up here in about seven minutes at the bottom of the hour. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Jack. It's 5.23 and time to check in on traffic with John Thomas. Now, taking a look back at this day in history on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And this day in history presented by the Duncan Duo. It's September 26th. 1580, Francis Drake finished the circumnavigation of the Earth in Plymouth, England. In 1777, in the American Revolution, British troops occupied Philadelphia. 1789, George Washington appointed Thomas Jefferson as the first U.S. Secretary of State. In 1914, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission is established by the Federal Trade Commission Act. 1918, World War I, the Meuse-Argonne Offensive began, which would last until the total surrender of German forces. It went on for about six months. 1933, as gangster Machine Gun Kelly surrendered to the FBI, he shouted out, Don't shoot, G-Men, which became a nickname for FBI agents, G-Men. 1934, the ocean liner RMS Queen Mary was launched. A lot of trips to America. In 1950, in the Korean War, UN troops recaptured Seoul, Korea, from the North Korean forces. And we'll get into the other portion of our Today in History. It's brought to you by the Duncan Duo. Get your career booming. Be a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now by joining the duo.com. And again, we'll have more today in history coming up here in the next half hour. It's 528 on AM Tampa Bay. Now, taking a look back at this day in history on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And we'll pick up now on where we left off here earlier at 536. In 1959, this is timely, Typhoon Vera, the strongest typhoon to hit Japan in recorded history, made landfall, killing 4,580 people, leaving nearly 1.6 million others homeless. Typhoon is the Pacific version of a hurricane. 1960, in Chicago, the first televised debate took place between presidential candidates Richard Nixon and John F. Kennedy. 1969, Abbey Road, the last recorded album by the Beatles, 
was released. And when we were in London, we got to, you've ever seen that picture of them walking across a crosswalk in front of the Abbey Road recording studios. Oh, yeah. Joy got a picture of Jackson and I walking across there. In 1973, the Concord made its first nonstop crossing in the Atlantic in record-breaking time. 1981, Nolan Ryan set a major league record by throwing his fifth no-hitter. 1983, Soviet Air Force officer Stanislav Petrov identified a report of an incoming nuclear missile as a computer error and not an American first strike. Concerned about there being war over that. 1983, Australia the second wins the America's Cup, ending the New York Yacht Race's 132-year domination of the race, the New York Yacht Club. 2008, Swiss pilot and inventor Yves Rossi became the first person to fly a jet-powered or a jet engine powered wing across the English Channel. This is a one guy thing with him in a standing position all the way. 1918, the USS Tampa is torpedoed by a German U boat in Bristol Channel, killing 23 Tampans. 1960, the USF enrolled its first class. And Except we go back to yesterday since we weren't here. A couple of important items. Uh, on September 25th in 1848, a massive hurricane ran tides 15 feet above normal, leaving Fort Brook in ruins. That's where South Tampa is now. And finally, in uh, the... 25th of September 1943, Dale Mabry Highway opened between MacDill Air Force Base and Drew Field. That was, by the way, MacDill Air Field then. It wasn't Air Force Base. But Dale Mabry, that they named it after, was an American aviator in World War I. He was a Tallahassee native, and he became a captain in the U.S. Army Air Service. Uh, and Captain Mabry died in a crash in Norfolk, Virginia, while piloting the Army airship Roma. And the Roma turned out to be the last hydrogen airship flown by the U.S. military. And the crash of the Roma was marked as the greatest disaster in American aeronautics history at the time. And Captain Dale Mabry was buried at Arlington National Cemetery. And that is our Today in History, presented by the Duncan Duo. You can get your career booming, be a part of the number one real estate in Florida. Visit now, jointheduo.com. And it's 540, and we got T-Crash coming up here in a minute. A lot of sports to talk about. Not good. <laughs> Not good sports. Uh, but right now, we'll check in with John Thomas in traffic. Will the continued targeting of former President Donald Trump weigh heavily on the results in the midterms? All the latest happenings happen here. Now, back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. I think we're on. <laughs> 
I'm just talking to T-Crash in here. Tom Krasnicki from the Ronnie and T-Crash show down the hall at 95.3 WDAE. And at 544, not a good day for the home teams yesterday. Yeah, Jack, good morning. Look, the Buccaneers, offensively, they're hamstrung right now. They had their starting left tackle out. Their top three receivers were out. A couple of untimely turnovers for them yesterday. The defense was not very good in the first half. Aaron Rodgers was 14 of 15 at one point to start off that game. But the defense kind of figured it out in the second half, completely shut out. Green Bay, but offensively just could not get enough going. The final drive was exciting, and then the two-point conversion. I mean, there's no way in this world you should be able to get a, a delay game penalty for the two-point conversion. That was inexcusable. Oh, I know. That just killed them, and they had a chance, a good chance, to tie the game, take it into OT, and maybe go on and win it. And you got the packets now. What are they, one and two, and... Buccaneers are two and one. Uh, they're two and one also. Both teams are two oh, okay. and one. So, yeah. um, Pack, that's right. Pack was one and one coming into here. Yes, and there were a lot of Packer fans there, Jack. I don't know As if you noticed always. that. Yeah, because people are selling their tickets to Packer fans, which is something I don't understand. And I ranted about this on the post game show last night. If you're a Bucks fan, I get it. Maybe you're trying to make some money back, but why in the world for the home opener would you sell your tickets? Yes, <laughs> to fans of the opposing team. It's the home opener. You're buying season tickets strictly because you're a fan of that team, and for the home opener, you're going to turn around and sell them to a Packers fan. I know. I don't understand that line of thinking. I have a I have a good friend who's from that area up there, and they went up last week to see the Packers play up there. And I said, now, I hope you're going to be cheering for the Buccaneers down here. He said, well, uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't think she was. But I, I, the good news here, Jack, is they're going to get Mike Evans back next week from the suspension. Julio Jones could have played yesterday. Maybe Godwin plays. So I think offensively they're going to get better. They were just shorthanded at receiver yesterday. Yeah, but... We'll see. Who do they play next week? They got the Chiefs Sunday night here. Here, yeah. yeah that's another let, home let's, game. Let's hope some of our season ticket holders don't sell to Chiefs to fans. Chiefs fans. Fortunately, we don't have that many of those Chiefs fans here. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I mean, where I live, Jack, two doors down, there's Chiefs fans. I mean, they have oh, Chiefs Lord. paraphernalia on their front lawn. It's oh my They gosh. live two houses down from me where I live. That's a shame. Well, the... The Rays have nine regular season games left, and they've now dropped two games in back of the Jays after that uh, winning only one game over the weekend. Well, they they won the first two games of that series, then Toronto won the last two, so they split the four-game set. Now, the good news here is the Rays have the series edge, the season advantage, over Toronto, so if they're tied for that top wild card, it would go to the Rays because they won the season series over Toronto. But like you said, they're two games back. Now they're going on the road for nine straight. They may very well stay on the road, too, for the playoffs. (laughs) So they may not be back. Not good at all. That's hard to believe they're going to be out for the last nine regular season games. And when it came to... um, College football, and this is the best time of the year. I mean, you got college football, pro football, baseball, and we got 
the lightning crank in a preseason for yep. NHL. It's exciting. There's certainly a lot for us to talk about down the hall beginning at 6 o'clock. And Florida State 4-0. They're off to a great start. And and then you had Florida. Their defense had a couple of breakdowns in the secondary. And they weren't able to overcome Tennessee up in Knoxville where there were 102,000 people. That was an exciting game to watch. Yeah, they barely beat USF last week. I know. It's... I couldn't believe that. But Louisville... Louisville beat USF yesterday Saturday, forty-one to three. That was embarrassing, Jack. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're a USF fan or an alumnus, I mean, you have to seriously look at this football program and think, what are we doing here? And yeah. is Jeff Scott the right guy? Because they look completely unprepared. I mean, you came off that high last week, a moral victory. You almost beat Florida at their place, and then to turn around the next week against a Louisville team, it's not very good. And their quarterback just had a career day. Malik Cunningham was great. Four touchdowns in the first half. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, you can hear the Ronnie and T-Crash show at 95.3 WDAE, also at 6.20 on AM. And thanks for stopping by, even though you're a bear of bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just calling it like I see it. I want everyone out there to stay safe. You too, Jack. All right. Yeah, that's definitely true. It's 549. Time to check in with uh, traffic now. John Thomas. On air and online at WFLANews.com. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 553, and we're joined now by Rory O'Neill, our NBC News radio reporter. And, uh, Rory, we didn't know we were going to be talking about a hurricane some time ago, but uh, we've obviously got one on the way here now, and I think you've covered a few hurricanes in your years. Yeah, one or two. And this one, uh, you know, we're watching this uh, track out of the National Hurricane Center shift. You know, we were optimistic. It seemed to be going a bit more north of Tampa Bay and maybe further to the west, but this latest forecast released within the past hour shows it tracking right over Tampa Bay again, especially on that dirty side of the storm. So uh, make sure you are getting your preparations wrapped up because this could be ugly midweek. Yeah, we uh, people along the beaches and shores and everything are going to have to evacuate for sure because you're going to have some heavy, heavy tides, heavy flooding coming in here, and um, it's just... Um, it's going to get nasty. Yeah, you know, the the earliest reasonable arrival of tropical storm force winds will happen tomorrow. So we're going to start really feeling the effects of this in Tampa Bay tomorrow. Uh, as right now, it's a Category 1 hurricane. They're expecting this to go up to at least a Category 3. I've seen some reports it could go higher. Uh, but it's also expected to swell up and then maybe even come back down a little bit before making landfall. We'll see how that holds. They're not as good at those intensity forecasts as they are with uh, pinpointing the location. But, uh, you know, and make sure you know your flood evacuation zone. Know your zone is what the Florida Department of Emergency Management likes to say. You know, not everyone has to evacuate, but if you do have to, uh, make sure you know what zone you're in. So when they do issue evacuation orders, you know if it applies to you. Go to floridadisasterdart.org and you can find out your zone. Yeah, by all means, and of course, hopefully, you're already stocked up for the hurricane. I mean, gas and food and 
all of these kinds of things. I know we're ready for it. But um, I gotta get gas. Well, you just reminded me. <laughs> yes, definitely. You want to do that? Uh, I remembered cash yesterday over the weekend too. A little bit of cash never hurts. Oh yeah, cash, food. Um, I've got a list of things people need to get. We'll get into that in the next half hour. But um, it's it's going to be a nasty one. There's no question about that. And uh, we've got to get ready for it. And as you point out. I like that term. I always just say the upper right-hand quadrant, but I like that term, the dirty side of the storm, because that's <laughs> that's where we always are. Right, yes, and that's where those tornadoes come from and uh, yeah, that first bit of storm surge. I think this we're going to be talking a lot about storm surge in the days ahead. I know it's weird and tough to quantify, but uh, the way this is tracking and the way the size of this storm storm surge is something we're really going to have to pay attention to yeah for sure well roy thanks for joining us this morning uh on twitter at radio rory and we'll talk to you tomorrow thanks jack talk to you then well thank you by the way it's yom kippur the beginning of yom kippur until tomorrow night um that's a shame that yom kippur is going to be pretty well ruined the celebration of it because of this thing but nothing we can do about it it's 557 on am tampa bay radio from odessa to clearwater this is am tampa bay with jack harris where tampa bay begins their morning good morning it is am tampa bay on a monday morning with jack Katie and James and Ian, unfortunately, uh, with us. And if you want to join us, 800-969-9352. And Katie, we got a call from Craig up in Detroit who's listening. We did. He said he listens every day. And his mother, who is 82, is also from Logan, West Virginia. From my hometown, little hometown of Logan, West Virginia. But welcome aboard, Craig. Nice to have you listening here. And you're lucky you're not down here for what's happening now. Uh, meanwhile, we've got some birthdays to celebrate. And the first one here, uh, Alexandra Ray, is our boss, Tommy Chuck's wife. It sure is. Alexandra Ray. So you might say she's our boss-in-law. There you go. I think. And attorney Daniel Hernandez Caroline Town, Harvey Schoenbrun, uh, Darren Richards, who does TV news, Stacy Polo, John Kozlarik, and journalist Victoria Lim. So happy birthday to Alexandra and Daniel and Caroline and Harvey and Darren and Stacy and John and Victoria. And have you all got any? I only have Tommy Chuck's wife, Alexandra Ray. That is the only birthday I have today. There you go. Yep, and I've got the same. Okay, so we're all wishing her a very, very happy birthday. And we've got some jokes to pass along. George Carl sent me one. Let me see what I did with it here. I know I had it. Oh, here we go. Oh, here it is. Well, this is from George. A man was dining alone in a fancy restaurant, and there was a gorgeous redhead sitting at the next table. 
He'd been checking her out since she sat down, but lacked the nerve to talk to her. And suddenly she sneezed, and her glass eye came flying out of its socket toward the man. He reflexively reached out, grabbed it out of the air, and handed it back. Uh, And uh, she said, oh, my, I am so sorry, as she popped her eye back in place. Let me buy your dinner to make it up to you. And they enjoyed a wonderful dinner together, and afterward they went to the theater, followed by drinks, and talked and laughed and shared her deepest dreams, and he shared his. And after paying for everything, she asked him if he'd like to come to her place for a nightcap and stay for breakfast, and they had a wonderful time. And the next morning she cooked a gourmet meal with all the trimmings, and the guy was amazed everything had been so incredible. You know, he said, you're the perfect woman. Are you this nice to every guy you meet? And she said, no. You just happened to catch my eye. (laughs) All right, George, (laughs) there you go. And these, a couple of here. Well, do you all have any? I've got one. Well, let's hear it. All right, so I, uh, I bought my mom a refrigerator, and I can't wait to see her face light up when she opens it. (laughs) Okay. Nice little gift. Katie, you can do better than that. I really don't have a good one, but uh, I got some Velcro over the weekend. Complete (laughs) ripoff. My shoe hates the ground. Why? Because there's a lot of friction between them. (laughs) Oh, Lord. George, you may have the best one of the bunch. (laughs) It's 610 on AM Tampa Bay. Hey, we aren't going to be hearing from Lionel this morning, which... I know we look forward to Mondays because of Lionel, but he will be back next week for sure. By the way, somebody said that I said it was Yom Kippur, and it's Rosh Hashanah right now, Yom Kippur, coming up, I think it's next week. Yeah. But if I said that wrong, my apologies for that. So, Happy New Year. Yes, by all means, Happy New Year. And it is 6.11, time to check in with John Thomas in traffic. Live on 94.5 FM in Pinellas County, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And it's AM Tampa Bay with Jocular Jack, an incredibly cute and keenly capable Katie, and Judicious James. And if you want to get on board here, you can do so at 800-969-9352. We're not going to have Lionel today, but we'll get him back here next week because we love Mondays because of Lionel, our favorite sesquipedalian for sure. Uh, We will have Jay Ratliff coming up a little later on. And um, we've got a meteorologist that's going to be joining us from Channel 8 in the next half hour here um, so we can get the latest on Ian, which is coming toward us. It's going to be a Category 2 or 3 when it comes offshore, and as they call it, we're on the dirty side of it here in St. Petersburg and Tampa, here on this coast. Um one other thing here. Oh, first of all, aside from Ian, in the first of its kind, 
They're calling it a save-the-world experiment. NASA is about to clobber a small, harmless asteroid millions of miles away, and they say you can watch it from here. I can't imagine to that, but I guess it'll be a big streak in the sky or something. But a spacecraft named DART will zero in on the asteroid today, intent on slamming it head-on at 14,000 miles an hour, and they say the impact should be just enough to nudge it into a slightly tighter orbit around the companion space rock, demonstrating that if a killer asteroid ever comes toward Earth, we would have a chance of stopping it. So this is an experimental thing. And they say cameras and telescopes are going to watch the crash. Yeah, it's going to be on NASA's media channel, so NASA TV, so which you could watch on uh, online. And I know, I know certain cable providers have the channel as well. But they say it'll take months to find out if it actually changed the orbit. So we're going to have to wait there. But um, the $325 million planetary defense test began with DART's launch last fall. I think most people are just excited to see a rocket crash into a rock. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That'll be something to behold. I'm trying to see if it gives the exact time here, and it doesn't. I know the broadcasting uh, starts at 5.30, it looks like. Tonight? Yeah. Well, that's good. But it's uh, 325 million planetary defense. Oh, you know what, Jack? I'm seeing 7.14 p.m. is when they're estimating the impact to happen at 14,000 miles per hour. 7.14. Well, that'll still be daylight, so yeah. I hope it still shows up. But um, it's about 7 million miles from Earth, and they say it's actually the puny sidekick of a 2,500-foot asteroid named Didymos, which is Greek for twin, and it was discovered in 1996, and it's spinning so fast that scientists believe it flung off material that eventually formed a moonlet. I'm sure the professor's listening to this and loving it and wanting to jump in and say, yeah, but... But it's about asteroid deflection, not disruption. And they say, again, it's to protect us if indeed one of those ever comes in this way. They say they don't blow it up. They're going to put it into a lot of pieces, but the impact will dig out a crater tens of yards in size and hurl some 2 million pounds of rock and dirt into space. And uh, NASA insists there's a zero chance that either asteroid will threaten Earth now or in the future. And that's why this pair was picked. So it's going to give you something to look at a little later on today for sure. By the way, we've got um, what you need to do for your hurricane emergency kit. Um, Some of the things that you need to stock up on now. Um, for Tropical Storm Ian. We'll get into that here in a little bit. And we got Jay Ratliff coming up in a little later on here, too. And Aaron Real, our NBC News radio reporter, is just ahead of us. Right now it's 6.20, and we'll check in with John Thomas and traffic. 
How will President Biden's approval ratings factor in the midterm elections? All the latest happenings happen here. Now, back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And Katie Vicino and James Verlander on board here as well at 24 after 6. Aaron Real, our NBC News Radio reporter, joins us right now. And Aaron, if we can step away from the uh, soon-to-be Hurricane Ian, uh, we want to talk about inflationary times and uh, what impact that's happening. Uh, like, for instance, how long Costco and Sam's Club are going to maintain their dollar fifty hot dog bargain and other cheap offerings like that. Well, Jack, I can bring you some good news this morning. Turns out the 150 hot dog and soda combo isn't going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yes. Hallelujah. That got That's Katie excited. I think she was the one. Because it's like a treat after yeah. you do all that big shopping. It's it's a treat that you get a dollar fifty hot dog and a drink. It, it, you earned it. You worked hard. Exactly. And now you get to keep it. And, and we can all thank Costco CFO Richard Galanti. So he said in a in the company's fourth order, fourth quarter earnings call. Wow, say that three times fast at six AM. Um they <laughs> he actually said that the cheap price, it's a fan favorite. It was here to stay. And this is in spite of the fact that Costco, like everyone else, is facing eight percent inflation. It, it's it's having a difficult time. They say that they're increasing prices. They're higher on food and sun-dry side, but that combo is not going anywhere. They're going to hold on to that as long as they possibly can. And Costco, while it doesn't have any immediate plans to hike the membership fee, it's currently about $60 a year starting membership prices, they're likely to increase in the future. That's because Costco actually hikes their fees roughly every five to six years. So they're not due yet, but those are going up. But on the upside, you can whatever you pay for your membership fee, comes with a $1.50 hot dog and drink combo. Can you get beer? Can you get beer? I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I, I don't know. I guess it depends Probably on not. Great question. <laughs> I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to research. I'm sure it has to do with liquor laws in various places. Yeah, I doubt if you can. <laughs> that would be too good <laughs> to be true. Of course, I mean, that, that would be too good. I'm going to have to try it. Well, you hmm. are aware of what's happening here in uh well on the west coast of florida i'm guessing in the the hurricane yes actually my father is in naples so i'm quite familiar with uh oh yeah i watch very closely um and it concerns me very very much yeah naples is going to be one of the first in the state to be hit well key west and then uh naples it should be out a little bit farther than uh when it gets up here to the tampa bay area but uh, it's still going to, they're going to have a lot of flooding and things like that in Naples, I'm sure. I know, I know. I have to reach out to my father. That just reminded me. <laughs> Does he live out? I find out what his contingency plan is. Does he live out on one of the islands or in no, the town, no, he's, downtown? Uh, he's, he's downtown, yeah. Well, that's good. They may have some flooding, but it won't be nearly as bad out there. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's what I hope. We always worry. Family's very important. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Well, Aaron Real, we wish him the best, and thanks for joining us this morning, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Stay safe. All right. Aaron Real, our NBC News radio reporter.
and we will have a meteorologist from Channel 8 coming up in the next half hour. Um, and if you have any comments you want to make, give us a call at 800-969-9352, and we will give you the word on what you need in your hurricane emergency kit coming up here in the next half hour. It's 628 on AM Tampa Bay. All the news and information as the midterm elections near. Heard right here. Now back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. Good morning. It's 643. Or make that 636. Where did I get 43 out of that? Trying to rush the morning here a little bit, I think. And, uh,. Do you have our dope of the day, Katie? Oh, we got Amanda Holly now. Yeah, Amanda Holly joins us right now, meteorologist. And uh, Amanda, what's the word? Good morning. Yeah, thanks for having me this morning. We are uh, now looking at a hurricane. It did uh, turn into a hurricane. It continued to strengthen overnight. So that hurricane continues to rapidly intensify just south of Cuba. And we're looking at the storm still going to be forecast at about a Category 4 storm moving north of Cuba starting tomorrow. So we're looking at the possibility of potentially significant impacts here in Tampa Bay. Um, there is still a possibility that the storm could take a more westerly track and move it into the panhandle, but we would still see fringe impacts from the storm. Uh, you know, I do think that everyone in Tampa Bay should be preparing for the possibility of very strong wind gusts certainly hurricane force winds we're looking at the possibility of storm surge of five to eight feet possibly even higher than that flooding in terms of freshwater flooding inland flooding from rains is also going to be a threat with five to ten inches of rain expected and we're also going to be looking at isolated tornadoes and some of those rain bands moving through so all of those hazards are going to be at play as we go into wednesday and into thursday and people along the uh, shore and the beaches are going to need to evacuate, right? I would imagine evacuation orders will be given today and into tomorrow, so everyone should certainly know what evacuation zone you are in. Whether it's A, B, C, or any of the letters, you're going to want to wait for those notifications. And when you hear your zone called, we ask that you please heed those evacuation orders because it, there's not going to be anyone to come help you if, in a, you know, if the storm gets that bad and you need help and you are in an evacuation zone. So yes, the, the coastline is going to see the most impacts from this storm regardless of where it goes but if it comes a little bit closer we're talking about significant coastal effects yeah and when do you expect this to be winding down so the storm unfortunately is going to slow down off of our coastline and it's going to lead to longer impacts for us the worst of the weather is going to start midday on Wednesday, last through Thursday, and we could still see some lingering rain bands on Friday with improving conditions late Friday. Hmm. So Wednesday we need to prepare for it. That's when it's going to begin at, uh, to pick up and give us the yeah, biggest I hit. would suggest have all your preparations done 
tomorrow evening. If you're going to put up shutters, either do that today, this evening, or tomorrow, and have everything wrapped up by tomorrow evening because we'll start to see a couple of rain bands Wednesday morning, but those sustained tropical storm force winds will start sometime on Wednesday. All right. So good advice. Amanda Holly, News Channel 8. Uh, meteorologist and we'll stay in touch thank you yes please do thank you for sure it's 6 40 on a.m tampa bay time to check in now with john thomas and our traffic monitoring every tick of the market here's jay ratliff day trading expert on am tampa bay with jack harris and at 6 44 welcome on board jay the uh, markets didn't do too well, did they? They're having a rough time of it, Jack. We, we've we've been down uh, what five of the last six weeks. We have oiled down to an eight-month uh, low. Uh, we talked about how FedEx a week and a half or so ago uh, slashed some of their outlook as far as cutting back a half a billion dollars and expected uh, revenue. We had the markets down, and as of this morning, as far as pre-market. Uh, looks like the Dow futures are down an additional maybe 204 points. We're down now down the Dow into the 29,000 range. And once it dipped under 30, uh, a lot of people grew concerned and panicked and sold, and, and others looked at it as a buying opportunity because, look, anything they think under 30 is a screaming buy, which I scream at people that say that because that's not always the case. You need to be careful. But the problem is right now that inflation continues to push things down, and right now those issues are still with us. Uh, they could get worse, and that's being reflected right now on Wall Street. Now, what's it going to take to bring an end to the inflation we're having? Because that is such an incredible cost to the average person and their buying power. It is, and we have to really look at what's causing the inflation right now. And when you see the, the rapid uh, rise in prices of goods and services, the next question is, why is that happening? Well, it's happening in many regards because we have a supply chain shortage and we have a, a large number of small, medium, large-sized businesses that are unable, after the pandemic, to get the appropriate number of employees they need to conduct business as usual. So because of that, there's higher uh, prices for the goods and services that's being pushed onto the consumer. That's rapidly increasing. That's driving inflation. And we've got an administration that, for whatever in the reason, wants to actually make it harder for businesses by increasing taxes and some of the restrictions that are being placed on these businesses at, at the worst possible time. And really, as long as those factors remain in place, the downward pressure is going to continue. And uh, there's a lot of people that are listening to some of these guys on TV that make me just want to scream saying, buy the dip, buy the dip, because, you know, the market's down so much and it's dropped this much so far, so obviously it's going to bounce up from here based on what's happened in the past. And my position has always been for the decade or so you and I have been talking, there's no way you can look at the past as, with regards to what's going to happen in the future, because right now we're coming out of the pandemic. We have some challenges economically that we've never seen before. Uh, the, the, the myriad of challenges that are facing uh, the economic uh, you know, generators right now as far as the small business are things we've never seen before. And the idea that we're going to recover from this as we have done past recessions and drops is, I think, uh, bad advice because we simply don't know. And, of course, the Fed is kind of feeding some of this, Jack, because Jerome Powell, who I've credited for years for being as transparent as he is, 
uh, has been asked recently how long it's going to take for things to turn around them. He doesn't really have a clue, and he's communicated. We really don't know, but as we move forward, we're going to try to do the best we can. Now, this is the same group that last year tried to tell us inflation wasn't going to be a problem because it was going to be transitory. Well, obviously, inflation became a big problem. Then they told us in July not to worry because it had peaked. Well, obviously, it had not. So all of these things are adding some uh, uncertainty on top of the market to such a degree that's causing a lot of people to say, well, you know, what if this is with us for another 6, 8, 12 months? And that's causing a lot of people to take money off the table, which is one of the reasons we continue to see the Dow drop. If it continues, I don't see what could turn it around. And you also have the thing we talked about last week with Russia and Ukraine. What happens if Putin, the wild card, the nut, decides to start deploying nuclear weapons? It would absolutely just cause the European markets to crash, and it would be obviously felt here on Wall Street as well. So there are so many unknowns moving forward. It's nothing but pessimism right now, and unfortunately very little room for optimism because there's just nothing on the horizon that sees how we can turn any of this around quick. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, going to be a real problem with the market continuing to slide the way it is. By the way, you got to wonder what kind of economic impact Ian is going to have here in the Bay Area. It, it is certainly, well, you, you're talking about disruption in the natural gas, your, your fuel. You're talking about the, the cost of damage and things of this nature. Although most of the times over the years when we've had uh, hurricanes and, and tropical storms, some of the insurance companies, based on if the, the projections are as bad as it is, sometimes that sector can can see a hit, but it's it's temporary. You, you'll see you'll see a dip recovery pretty quick in in that sector. Uh, the bigger problem, of course, is all the inflationary issues right now that continue to drive the market down, and that's going to continue, unfortunately, to be the case for some time. But I'm glad to see the precautions being made. Obviously, everyone there remain as safe as you can because. Uh, Anytime you see the Weather Channel setting up camp nearby, it's never a good thing when you've got an approaching storm. Oh, yeah, and the, they always say the worst thing going to happen is if Jim Cantora <laughs> from the Weather Channel shows up in your place, and he was on Clearwater Beach yesterday. That's where he was at. I remember when, when some college kid tried to uh, jump into one of his uh, live segments, and Jim took him down, didn't miss a beat, and continued his uh, his broadcast. That was a number of years ago, but it was a classic. Well, he has now visited Clearwater Beach, so we know it's coming. And, yeah. Jay, we will talk to you later this week. Or before if you need me, my friend, anytime. Thank you. All right, thank you. Jay Ratliff, our aviation and day trading expert at daytradefund.com. It's 6.50, and in just a minute, We'll talk about some of the things you should get if you don't have them already in preparation for the uh, Ian coming up here. 6.50 and time to check in on traffic with John Thomas. All the information you need as the countdown continues to the midterm elections. Now back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. I want to say good morning to our other listener that I ran into I think it was Friday or Thursday, uh, Emmy Purcell Reynolds. So welcome aboard, Emmy. Also, um, I want to give you the items you need to stock up on now. And these are from people who know about this stuff. Water, of course. They say about a gallon per person for drinking use. And another 
gallon for hygiene, non-perishable food for each person and pet, well, a change of clothing, of course you'll have that, a blanket or sleeping bag, a first aid kit, a battery-powered weather radio, well, something you can listen to us, maybe you can do it on your iHeart app on your phone, a cell phone and a charger, uh, it, and they say if you can invest in a couple of portable chargers, it's even better. An emergency toolkit, flashlights, cash, uh, extra car and house keys, and medicines and any special items. Those are some of the things you need to have. And by the way, I don't know when this launch is going to be, or when this collision is going to occur, but um, they say you can watch it here from Earth, and a spacecraft named DART is going to crash into an asteroid tonight at 14,000 miles an hour, and they say it'll nudge it into tighter orbit, and this is something they're doing to practice what would be necessary if we had one of these asteroids coming toward the Earth yeah, I don't think it's one of those events, Jack, that you're going to stand outside and see in the open air. I think it's more you watch NASA television, and the impact is reported to be around 7.14 p.m. tonight. 7.14, Correct, okay. yeah. But, I mean, it's still going to be daylight outside. You're not going to see anything you know, if, yeah. you're, if you're standing out there. Yeah, that's a shame. But, anyway, it's happening tonight. Let me tell you about our blog here quickly, because Katie's got great stuff on here, as usual at amchampabay.com a Florida dancer doing the moonwalk dance underwater looks like she's holding another girl too uh, and of the top five ice cream spots in Tampa and a massive monitor lizard caught climbing up a Florida man's window I mean this is a huge huge lizard Oh, this one's funny. A transgender teacher wearing large prosthetic bust causes a major controversy. It's a guy dressed as a woman with his big bust on. And if you're a guy, you got to check this out. Five reasons why it's tough to be a guy. It's all at amchampabay.com. And we'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Tampa Bay. Live it up.